This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, thanks for listening. So today we have another fantastic interview with another fantastic self-published author. So some of you might have listened to the conversation with Sue from Fear Chops Books a few weeks ago. And um, obviously this podcast is about sharing the experiences of real-life product creators. So just because we've had someone who sold books doesn't mean that we won't do it again. Because as you can imagine, um, both Sue and, and, and Alice, who's this week's guest experiences, are really different. And um, yeah, exactly as you would expect. So I'm delighted to introduce you to Alice. Alice Clover is a feminist writer and she focuses on gender and equality subjects because she wants to see equality happen for us all. She also enjoys tackling taboo topics to help improve and increase confidence and body toxicity. And that is exactly what um, Alice's book is about, as you will hear in this conversation. So um, without any further ado, I think I will stop talking and introduce you to Alice. So hi Alice, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your books, please? So um, I am, I've, I've always been passionate about um, writing and children and I've worked with children since I was 15 and um, I've also always been passionate about gender and uh, feminism and when I was at university I studied gender studies as my elective and um since having two daughters i've i've felt very strongly that i need to address some of the uh issues around gender and children and so my books are all about taboo subjects and trying to rebalance the disparance dis, what's the words <laughs> dis- disparity disparity between boys and girls basically um and um helping to create a more equal world for their future okay thank you so can you tell us a little bit more about your books so about maybe about the themes of them so uh my my book that's out at the moment is girls love to fart and it's all about girls farting in different places and then also reminding everybody that it's a normal bodily function and shouldn't be something that girls and women are made to feel ashamed of so they can embrace their bodies and feel more positive and confident about themselves um 
and then my illustrator is also working on the next one at the moment which is a long similar theme oh exciting so do you know when that one will be out um i'm hoping in time for the christmas market but it depends when she's finished because she wants the illustrations to be um she wants them to be right and she doesn't want to rush so we're working towards that well that definitely makes sense we'll look out for that and we'll come back to talking about the illustration a bit more later if that's okay Mm -hmm. so what i'd love to know is so thank you for sharing about you know your background and what inspired you to write your books but what actually what was actually the catalyst for you to actually so why books basically what made you decide you were going to write children's books as opposed to doing something else to highlight the disparity well I've always wanted to do writing and I never really had the confidence before Uh, but then when I became a mother I felt a lot more confident about myself but I've also been inspired daily to write different stories and um, I just felt like I wanted to write books so that I can help teach children and hopefully we can um, help them be the change that we need to see in the world because I've always felt like it's the children who will change things and if we can teach them then I feel like it's a it's how I'm going to make my mark basically and and um help make the world a better place for for our children and their children absolutely and I think books are just such a nice way for children to learn and to pick up messages and themes as well they seem to take such a lot from books so I think it's a really nice way to get messages across to children um because they love stories as well don't they yeah they they love they love books and all the children that I've ever known have loved books with toilet humor in they just they love it so it it kind of it also there aren't that many books with just female protagonists but also books for girls in general that are um based on that subject most of the time those books are aimed at boys and I thought there's definitely a big gap in that market and I wanted to increase the amount of books that are out so that girls know that they they have access to that definitely I mean based on just my experience I think girls like toilet humor just as much as boys do in fact in my house probably even more so actually so once you decided that you were going to you know you wanted to write a book so so tell us talk us through what happened from there so what kind of steps you have to go through because um I always find that when you know people write books you it's very um what am I trying to say it's quite a big thing isn't it there's lots involved and um you say it so casually that you decided to produce these books so talk us through what you actually did there is a lot involved and it is quite complicated and I have been told by various people that there's a lot of writers out there so I shouldn't even bother because I'm probably never going to get published and um, it's just a hard market to break through and you know kind of lots of barriers and for me also 
um, having the finances in place to promote myself properly has always been a bit of a barrier. But um, we decided to self-publish because I did send it off to some publishers, but they weren't sure about my illustrator. So I thought, actually, we've got a complete book here and it's ready to go. So I'm not going to wait and see if a, a publisher will make up their mind. Um, so I um, self-published and um, used a company that another person I know who self-published recommended. Um, and then um, we had to pay a fee to begin with, but because we sold X amount, I got that money back. Um, and then it, basically the, the book has taken off because I've done continuous daily promotion for almost two years so um it's it, ta it takes a huge amount of of work and effort and you don't really see that much financial reward but um i'd say it's a, it's a lot of patience as well if you if you really believe in what your product is then you can achieve your goal but you've got to be prepared that it's going to take quite a long time and not to rush things i've got so many follow-up questions so i'm going to try and take one at a time if that's okay <laughs> and, and try and remember what they were as well and um, so the first is so the company that you mentioned so was, it, was this a company that was what were they doing were they printing your books promoting your books what did they, they do just, to help you they self-publish and then the book gets printed on demand oh okay so it's so you don't actually have lots of physical copies of the book sitting around someone orders one and then it gets printed yeah oh amazing and do you sell your books on amazon at the moment is that right yeah they, they're on amazon wh smith's waterstones um the book people oh various places which i'm not entirely sure because the people that we self-published with it's quite hard to access that information and I'm not very savvy with things like that. So I, I kind of, um, not a hundred percent sure, but there are a lot of outlets that sell it. Um, a friend of mine recently bought it from an independent bookstore in Brighton just so that they would be aware of it. Oh, that's amazing. So they, so I guess one of the, so one of the things this company does is get you on the relevant, I guess it's websites mainly, isn't it? If it's print on demand, so they get you on the relevant platform so that people can find you yeah it's it's just online that it's not in any of the bookstores and and i went into wh smith's recently and saw the array of books and i thought oh my book would be perfect here i can't wait until it is out properly on the shelves and it's so colorful and it would just fit in with all of those colorful children's books so is that your plan at some point yeah that's my plan but i think i have to be published by a publisher rather than self-published so um I'm just waiting to see, uh, because at the moment it has a 109 reviews on Amazon um, and became a number one bestseller in June. So it is being noticed and because of the algorithms of Amazon, it's being paired off with other popular books. And it's also the only self-published book um, quite often in the list of books that it, it it's matched with so books for women and girls books for um teenagers or whatever it, it um when it became a bestseller it was um 
in the same category as the Hunger Games, which has got something like 20,000 reviews and, and it um, overtook that briefly. So it, I was pretty amazed that it was so became so popular. Well, that is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I hope you're really proud because that's a fantastic achievement. And it sounds like, yeah, it's just gaining in popularity. So it's been around for two years. Is that right? It came out last uh, May, so May 2019. But um, it, we've been working on it for, uh, since, I think, last August or uh, uh, 2018, August or September was when we started the illustrations and really thinking about it. Um, and then because it was taking so long to get finished I spoke to a few different people about how we could um, get it get it out there quicker um, and um, that really helped having the information from other professional women who who kind of helped me spur on the finish so that we could get it out because obviously we were still unsure how it would um how well it would do where we were going to self-publish and everything like that and it and just having lots of different input from other people has been invaluable yeah so what was causing the delay in getting in, in getting it finished oh it's uh it was um just taking longer to to finish the illustrations and um and get the book um layout finished because that's the one of the hardest parts of it so we had to make sure that the um verses were all in the right place and 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 all the illustrations were as they should be and everything Oh, and everything's like, like everything's placed on the page as you want it, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So how does all that work? So I guess obviously you, you write the text for the book. And so then is it a case of finding an illustrator and then briefing them on the kind of illustrations that you want and where you want the text placing? Or So, so how much of it comes from you and how much comes from the illustrator in terms of how the finished book looks? Well, basically... Um, I've been very fortunate because my illustrator is a friend of mine's sister-in-law and we took a bit of a gamble working together but it's worked out really well so we've actually become friends and we have regular discussions about it um, and she's got all of the um, programs on her computer uh, book later because she's written her own books as well so she um, has got. So she knows how to lay it out. She knows how many pages we need. She she knows all that kind of thing. So we um, we sat down together and went through all of the verses, and then um, were able to work out what which went where, so that it sounded um, right. Because it's it's um, because because each verse is different. And there's no continuity with the um, illustrations or anything. They all have to be done individually 
and all the characters are completely different that's partly what takes so long because normally with books it's the same character throughout but this one each girl on each page is different oh I can see so yes everyone has to be redrawn from scratch yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah and we also wanted to include every type of background every type of race every type of culture uh, disability everything yeah so it sounds like there's a lot of work that goes into that yeah and like I said because my illustrator wants it to, wants the pictures all to, to be the best that she can make them it takes longer and and um but they always turn out really brilliantly and everybody who reads the book who likes it loves the illustrations as well they they they're always complimenting and i think a lot of people feel that the two are the writing and the illustrations are very well matched i think that for children's books in particular that's illustration is really important aren't they because the children notice the illustration but also as parents you notice the illustration as well when you know when you're reading to your child it is something you see um so yeah i think that is really important so it sounds definitely worth spending the time to get them right so do you have any um tips or advice for anyone working with illustrators um I would say that it's best to, so we've drawn up a contract, so it's best to have a contract in place, build up a good rapport um, and communicate with each other regularly and um, also try and like have some kind of end deadline in place if you can so that you're working towards something because otherwise it can be a bit kind of don't know where you're going really um i mean a lot of people would pay their illustrator up front but because we um split the um profit 50 50 it's different we're relying on on it selling so I think um, if somebody was to pay an illustrator and say, right, I want this done in three months, it's, it's a different way of doing it to how we've done it. We're kind of more doing it on trust and um, that's why communication is so important. But as you say, you have a contract in place as well, so you do have that to fall back on, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a contract with the agreements that we um split everything 50 50 and that um because obviously the illustrations are all hers and the writing's all mine so um it's just kind of keep trying to keep keep it so that it we're both um insured i suppose yeah i think it's definitely good to have everything in writing so you mentioned that the book was out in May last year, but in, so it was June this year that it got to the top of the bestsellers. So yeah. what is it that you think that you've done in the last year that's helped it get so popular? Um, well, we had uh, the Christmas sales last year. It, it, it sold quite well. But basically, it's been continuous 
promotion from me because I didn't really do anything different during lockdown. I just did the usual um, posts about a new review or um, something like that. I just I, I post on different Facebook groups and um, there's one in particular where the people in that really like it and I think it got I can't remember how many 500 likes or something and um, people were buying it there and then and leaving a comment saying that they bought it and um, that was something and I think also because people were in lockdown and the algorithms of Amazon and it just popping up because if you type in girls love on Amazon it's the first thing that comes up so um, I think that's why it ended up becoming a bestseller, just because so many people were at home and wanting something to read. And it's quite a different read, really. Yeah, it sounds like it. So um, so you mentioned about being in, in posting Facebook groups. So do you have a really clear idea of who it is you're marketing the book to? And do, would you say that's important? Yeah, it's really important. And I've been to various meetups about this so um i created three avatars and uh it's basically um i've got one particular friend who um was represented my target audience and she absolutely loves the book um so that's kind of more like liberal mums who are quite alternative and quirky and then another um group of, of people are um, kind of grandmothers or great aunts or whatever who who love to have a laugh and, and, and want to get something for their grandchildren or their nieces and nephews that is different and funny. And then the other group is um, mums who are middle class but also like to think outside the box and, and again like something that's different and a bit more quirky. And I assume that you, you talk to all three of these audiences slightly differently. Yeah. And are they in different places as well, just out of interest? Are they, do you find that one group's more on one channel or group? And yeah, do you, are they, yeah, are they in different places? Well, I'd say that the more liberal mums are not necessarily on social media as well as much they like some of them don't have smartphones or anything and and but they hear about the book through word of mouth and then promote it themselves um and then the um grandmothers and great aunts they might be on social media but again it's kind of something like um for example my mum took my book to her whisk drive as a what as a, a prize and um the people who run it liked it so much they actually came to her house and luckily I was there at the time and I wanted a copy so I signed it for them so it's things like that taking it to to as a, a raffle prize or um telling friends like she she tells everyone so um that's been really great and then the other group are on social media a lot and very savvy with it and 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 that's how they get to know about it for so these groups a lot of the time have these types of women who um 
our um, into alternative culture and things. I think it's fantastic how clear you are on who you're marketing to and also that you recognize that there are three different customers because I think quite often the advice you hear is, you know, think about your ideal customer. But like you found, there isn't always just one person who's going to buy your book or your product. So I think it's great that you've got three separate avatars and that you know where to find them all and know how to talk to them all. And um, also that you're doing a bit of marketing for your book off social media as well I think that's really clever because as you say not everyone's on social media Um, and also there's a lot of noise on social media isn't there at the moment and I guess it's quite hard to to always stand out so apart from social media and what you're doing off it are you doing anything else to promote your book say on Amazon are you doing any kind of advertising or are you doing anything to increase your reviews? I've seen you've got, I think you've got over a hundred really good reviews. Are you doing anything to get those, or are they just happening organically? As in, do you ask people for reviews? Um, I have been asking people for reviews if they get them, but also they have been happening more organically now because the first set of reviews were largely from people I knew or from these Facebook groups that I was posting it on. Um, some of the reviews have now started to, because uh, it was all five star to begin with, and they they they're not quite so. Um, it's not quite so popular with some people, but it it just proves that it's a different market that are, are buying the book, and it and it and it's kind of happening organically, which is really good because it 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 means that it's getting more exposure. And apart from the fact that I want it to be a success and, and um, you know, for me, I'd like to be able to earn an income. I also want the message that's in the book to get as far as and wide as possible so that we can help change the language we use and um, encourage girls to, to be more confident about themselves And I guess not everyone can like everything you do. And even if people don't enjoy the book or don't agree with the message or whatever, at least they're talking about it, which I guess, you know, you know what I mean? You're never going to please everyone. But um, I guess getting the words out there is still really positive. So I, and I, sorry, because I think I asked this and I asked something else straight away after, which wasn't helpful. So are you doing anything to promote your book on Amazon in particular, or are people just coming across you from browsing the bestseller lists and things like that? Um, yeah, like I said, it's the first thing that if you type it in, it's the first thing that comes up. Um, and it, I haven't paid for any advertisement campaigns apart from early on last year when it first came out. I think I did a Facebook advertisement campaign for a couple of days, but otherwise I haven't paid for anything. It's just kind of grown on its own. But that is a lot to do with the fact that I'm so persistent and um I I feel like I need to be present and whenever anyone writes a comment about my book it, 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 I I always reply individually so sometimes it could be some of the Facebook groups it's literally hundreds of comments and I try and reply to each person I mean I have had some very negative comments so one person when I was promoting it before it was even out said um they talked about um narcissistic snowflake children and uh said that they hoped a comet would hit the earth because of the uh, way that 
books were going or, or I don't know something so I've had quite um amusing comments and also um someone recently wrote a comment saying disgusting but then a whole load of other people started writing as replies so I never really have to say anything and I find it's best not to anyway because obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinion and I know that not everyone's going to like my book it's kind of either like Marmite you love it or you hate it basically so it, it is um quite a niche book but um I mean one person on on that thread bought a copy then and there so I'm sure as well with such a niche book that um as some people as well were going to be commenting just to invoke a response from you as well so that's yeah it's probably good that you don't sort of give all these comments the time of day and don't sort of take them to heart because I'm sure there were some people who just like to be negative yeah exactly and also it's it's, it's not it, it doesn't help I mean I know that people aren't going to like it and I know that people are going to leave comments and that's fine and and I just let them get on with it because I'm prepared for the fact that not everyone's going to like it and and, and um it 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 doesn't really bother me it's it 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 is what it is yeah I mean as you say you, you can't yeah you're definitely never going to create anything that pleases everyone but it's fantastic that you've got fans of the book that are you know that are going to come in and defend you when people do say negative things about it so that's really good and the fact that you take the time to respond to people's comments I think that's um must make a huge difference as well um so just a few final questions before we finish up Alice so what do you enjoy about writing and publishing your own books I enjoy the freedom because I've always uh, after working in jobs where I felt like I really wasn't valued properly and didn't have the freedom I like the fact that I am in complete control of what I'm doing I love what I'm doing um I get to be creative I get to explore different avenues and um, with self-publishing, um, it's for me. I just feel like it. It's it. It's a way to get my work out there and have people see it. And then you, I'm hoping one day a publisher will notice and they will approach us and and you know at the moment we are just um happy that the book's done so well and um because I'm I'm the face of it all and I'm promoting it but my illustrator does a lot in the background and um we work really well as a team so we have those qualities that um, work well together and it and it seems to help with the um, overall product yeah that makes sense and what about um what have you learned through the process of creating your own books is there anything that you would do differently for example yeah don't promote too soon so when you say too soon do you mean before the book's actually available to buy yeah, I was really hoping that the book was going to be out for the Christmas market of 2018, but there was no way. So then I started to freak out about it. 
And then someone also said, well, if you promote it too soon, it's not out. Someone else could steal your idea. So then I kind of started panicking about it. Um, so now I know for the next one, not really even talking about the title, I'm just kind of letting it take it take its course whilst I'm working on other products. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And then, so what we do you plan to talk about it once it's once it's once it's done, once it's ready, and people can actually order it and buy it? Yeah, I think once once more illustrations are finished and we feel happy that we're going to reach our target. I will start promoting the title and and um, generate interest so that once it's out, people know about it and they will then want to buy it. And because it's um, going to be a series, it's all, the, um, all the books are going to be in a series, so hopefully people will want one of each book. And will people be able to pre-order? Is that the plan that once you can talk about the book and talk about the title will you will you be taking pre-orders is that something you thought about um i think they it all depends whether um because i'd have to have a backlog of books that i can send out for that to happen but because it got gets printed on demand it's quite difficult to um know exactly whether i'll be able to do pre-orders i guess it's a case of gauging the interest once you start talking about it perhaps yeah but that is a really good point actually because um we haven't done that with girls love to fart it's kind of just run its own course um and because uh, on amazon it's next day delivery it, it's quite easy to get hold of the problem with the, the first of all it was a, a two to three week wait so we were worried that people were going to be put off by that but because there was so much interest, it quickly changed to next day delivery. Oh, that's amazing. So what, what, how did that change? So was this the company that, do, do you, the company that you work with manage the printing or does Amazon manage the printing? Um, I think it's both. But because apparently Amazon takes a little while to catch up, a few days to catch up. So um, once it had caught up and everything was proper properly out um it then um started to change the waiting times it almost sounds as if the more popular your book is the quicker people can get hold of it which i guess would make sense because i guess obviously amazon are getting something out of this and they want to make a bit of money too so perhaps that's the case that you know the more popular books get sent out a little bit quicker maybe yeah, exactly. It 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 was uh, now it's a, a next day delivery. Whereas on some something like Waterstones, because no one's really buying it on Waterstones, it is a two to three week wait. So if more people were buying it from there, then they would realise that people want it. But because Amazon is so easy to use, everyone just uses it and click. Uh, and I would like it to do well on other books store sites because. I want to support other bookstores as well. I, I, you know, I'm quite passionate about that too. But it, for me, being self-published, it just makes sense that Amazon is doing all this work for me because then I, it, it takes the pressure off as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so if anyone's listening to this and wants to get hold of a book, Amazon sounds like the place to go if you want it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to support your local bookstore or somewhere else, you can do that too. But yeah, that does absolutely make sense. And I, I guess as well, it's, you know, it's a business, isn't it? You, you know, you have to do what makes most sense for, you know, f- for the business side as well. Yeah, exactly. And also we are um, uh, planning on getting an ebook version out as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. <laughs> okay, so one final question for you, Alice, which is a question I ask everyone who comes on. So what is your number one piece of advice for anyone else who's looking to write and publish their own books, whether they're looking to go down the self-published or the published route? Um, just write. And if you're really passionate about it and you believe in yourself, you can succeed. You've just got to be patient and realise that it's not going to become a bestseller overnight or it's not going to sell loads overnight and you might not make any money from it at all. But if you really are passionate about it and want to do it, you should just do it. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay, well, I'm going to link to your book and um, and to your website and to everything else in the show notes so people can find you really easily. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story. I think there's been lots of useful things. There's certainly a lot I've learned today about self-publishing that I never knew, and I really think that people find it useful. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I really hope you enjoyed um, the conversation with Alice and um, you took something away from it. As always, I'd love to know what you think. You can email me vicky at tinychipmunk.com or you can leave a review for this show in Apple Podcasts, which I would really appreciate. If you don't have the time to do that, but you've just got a couple of seconds, I would love if you could leave a rating. So that's all for this week. Thank you again for listening and see you soon. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.